This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Maddie Sophia here. If you're like me, maybe you're spending a lot of time lately reading the news, scrolling through Twitter, maybe too much time, which probably means you need a little break. So we're trying something new here. A shortwave movie club where we talk about a movie and the science in them with someone who has a lot to say about both. And personal host promise, we will not be doing Contagion. Okay, here's the show. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Allie Burgos still remembers the first time she saw it. I mean, we all do. I was about in fourth grade. It was maybe around midnight, probably not that late because my parents probably wouldn't let me stay up that late. Mm -hmm. But uh, curtains drawn, I was knitting and I happened to come across. (laughs) I was knitting. Yeah. And I happened to come across this movie on TV. It's just flipping channels, you know, and I saw a tornado. So I started watching it and I was just mesmerized. I remember my dad coming down and like yelling at me to go to bed. And I was like, just just wait one more minute. Like I need to keep watching this. Um, and Which she did. And she saw the defining mind. weather film of 1996, a movie I love to hate, Twister, starring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. In the movie, they chase down tornadoes, trying to find a way to study them up close and personal. And eventually they end up finding each other. Like, it is such a good kind of bad movie. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, it's one of those things that you just watch and you're like, oh, it's so good, but so bad at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So today, our first shortwave movie club, we're talking one of my personal favorites, Twister with Allie Burgos, meteorologist and analyst for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. I'm Maddie Safaya, and this is Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers and clinicians make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. See why nothing is as effective against cancer as a relentless succession of breakthroughs. Learn more about their momentum. Go to DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message is brought to you by Apple Pay. Fussing with plastic cards should be a thing of the past. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the Wallet app and you're good to go. All right, here's the plan. I'm going to talk about some scenes in the movie and Allie's going to tell us about the science. Here we go. In pretty much any scene with a tornado, it makes this sound. (laughs) it's so ridiculous because tornadoes don't sound like a roaring lion for one i'm pretty darn sure i think when i was reading a little bit about the movie they really wanted to make the tornado seem like 
you know, a person or like this thing with like character and soul. And generally, tornadoes actually sound more like this constant low rumble sound or more like a rushing train. All right, all right, next up, something they got kind of right. The whole movie, the scientists are trying to get this instrument called Dorothy into the path of a tornado. We put her up inside a tornado. So that it'll get sucked up and send out readings from the inside. And radio back information about the internal structure, wind velocities, flow asymmetries. We could learn more in 30 seconds than they have in the past 30 years. Get a profile of a tornado for the first time. And the cool thing is, is that these instruments are real. Scientists actually tried a version of this in the 80s. Right, yeah. So they modeled Dorothy after a real instrument called Toto from Wizard of Oz, you know, the little dog Toto. That's why they named it. And so the basic idea was to put that in the path of a tornado, and it had... I could measure temperature and pressure and winds because what they really needed was to be able to get measurements real time. So they only had things from radar and from Doppler. So that's all from far away measuring Mm -hmm. all of those things. And they tried it a couple of times um, and it's really dangerous as the the movie shows (laughs) of trying to put something into a tornado's path. But now they actually have a new program uh, that NOAA is starting to fund called Taurus. And Uh this is taking really small weather balloons and putting instruments on that and flying them up into a tornado. So the balloon kind of takes that instrument package with it versus having to put a big clunky metal thing right in the path. Right. Of the so tornado. we've come a long way from like dropping something off a pickup truck yeah, and exactly. hoping that it gets <laughs> put into the center of the tornado. So cool. So it, so the instrumentation, while it wasn't like trying to measure exactly the same things, was actually based off of a real experiment. Yeah, the exact concept behind it was was the same. So the last big scene of the movie is perhaps, and this is saying a lot, the most... It's the best (laughs) scene of the movie, let's be honest. It's the best scene. (laughs) So the main characters are trying to get as close to an F5 tornado, great idea, as they possibly can. And they deliver this device into the tornado, and they kind of, like, get stuck on this farm, right? Right. They're trying to run away from the tornado at the same time. Good point. Which you couldn't do in real life. (laughs) Okay, okay, this is good, because this is something I wanted to ask you about. But they basically find their way into this tiny shed. Bill Paxton is like, it's fine, we're going to tether ourselves to this pipe that goes really deep in the ground. These pipes go down at least 30 feet. We anchor to it, we might have a chance. With these two leather straps. And then an F5 tornado rolls over the shed. Perfectly over the shed, mind you. (laughs) Rips the shed out of the ground. They're, like, being pulled up into the center of the tornado. Hang on! One, it is the most fun scene of the movie. You feel like you're inside of that tornado with them. You see lightning bolts going on. There are multiple mini tornadoes within the big tornado. But then the tornado passes, and they're totally fine. Perfectly fine, yes. yes. The biggest issue with that scene is that if you did have supposedly an EF5 tornado, which you wouldn't be able to tell just looking at it, is that all of the debris flying on around them would most likely kill them. An EF5 tornado has winds upwards of 300 miles an hour. Wow. So if, even if you have a small, you know, a small screwdriver, for example, if right. that's flying at that speed and hits you, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and if you saw in that scene there, 
is a shed and it's like full of like farming equipment, like yeah. saws and axes. Yeah. Yeah. And they would probably get hit by something like yeah. that. Yeah. But it certainly makes it uh, a fun scene. So tell me when you were saying you can't tell just by looking at it because they're like, this is an F5. Right. Yeah. So you can't actually determine the scale or the intensity of a tornado just by looking at it. What scientists have to do is do a damage survey afterwards and see all of the damage that the tornado caused. And then from that, they can determine the intensity. The F4 that hit Waukita has now moved on to the northeast. I've just gotten word in that an even stronger tornado has now started to form 25 miles south of Waukita. So at at no point can you, like, predict that a tornado is going to be at F5 before it happens. Correct, exactly. You would have to do the damage report and you say, okay, based on this, this, and this. Right, and they were just going by, you know, bigger tornado means stronger, more violent, and that's not always the case. You can actually have tornadoes that are look pretty small, but that are very, very violent. Okay, all right, so we have hated on Twister a little bit by now. But I feel like a lot of times in science movies, the scientists seem like pretty buttoned up, like definitely predominantly male, which they still are in this movie. But, you know, the lead researcher in this movie is a woman. She's got a personal stake in her science. She's really passionate about helping people. And that like kind of stuck with me for sure. Yeah, I think that stuck with a lot of people. And I think a lot of people also don't realize that There are tons and tons of researchers out in the field. And so it's really cool just seeing people like down and getting their hands dirty and really putting their kind of like heart and soul, especially into something that is so important to help people. And you told me that this movie played a big role in your life, too. Oh, definitely. I was one of those weird kids that watched the Weather Channel every morning waking up from school. That's a normal type of kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so Twister... Definitely kind of showed me that there's another side of science besides just being a TV broadcaster. Like you can go out and research these things and going into college to study meteorology. My parents actually bought me that movie as a parting (laughs) gift on DVD. So like it's fair to say that this movie inspired you in some way to go into your field. Oh, definitely. And I think it inspired a lot of people, too. I know all of my meteorology friends uh, speak very fondly of this movie when they were kids. Thanks to Allie Burgos, meteorologist and analyst for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. If there's a movie or a TV show that you've seen lately that features some interesting science to talk about, email us at shortwave at npr.org. This episode was produced by Rebecca Ramirez and Brett Bachman and edited by Viet Le. Emily Vaughn checked the facts. The real, the real facts, not the twister facts. I'm Maddie Safaya, back tomorrow with more Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. E-commerce logistics making you question why you started your business? Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.